everybody watching us, loving us. It's Elevating Educators. We have a very special guest. This is Eric Huey. He is a correspondent for Clark County School Watch and also a huge advocate for educators in Clark County. Welcome, Eric. Good afternoon. Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it. We appreciate everything that you've done in terms of education here in town. Thank you. Um, you know, there's always, there's always something to cover. There's always something to write about. Uh, even during a global pandemic, there is always something to write about. Uh, I, I, just yesterday, I've gotten uh, a few emails of messages I need to return from, from uh, principals, principals, administrators read Clark County School Watch. So the, 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 um, the word has gotten around, um, especially during this, this emergency period, this crisis. Uh, people want to know what's going on uh, because it affects them, it affects their kids. Um, so we, the, 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 the blog has been purposeful and, and useful, uh, nonetheless, and, and appreciate, uh, appreciate, the support it's lacking a little bit. It's lacking to you, Ryan. everyone to, to, uh, for, for the readership and support. Okay, was it lagging on your end, Eric, or can you see us fine? Just a tiny bit, just okay. a tiny bit. So talk to us a little bit about how you went from journalism, like your background in journalism, and into education. Um, probably a few layoffs. Um, <laughs> my, first, my first venture into the classroom following... Uh, my journalism career, which spanned off and on, if you consider, you know, each time I started and each time I stopped, I spent about 12 years in the news business. Uh, my degree is actually in journalism. I, I finished my degree in '97 in the Chicago area, uh, where I'm where I'm from originally. Uh, I spent uh, I, I spent a few years covering. Um, uh, business news, business journalism, both in Washington, D.C. and Central North Carolina, and actually for a little bit of time right here in Las Vegas. Uh, spent a little, locally, I spent a little time with the RJ and, and Channel 13, um, more or less behind the scenes uh, on the digital desk, uh, if you will. Uh, I went into the classroom first time around in 2004, so after 9-11 uh, and, and living and living through that time period, massive layoffs, uh, phone stopped ringing, uh, several jobs I had just just cut back. That whole time period after 9/11, post 9/11 was was um, was really an eye opener. And and all the while I had thought about going into the classroom, um, and, and I just. I'd say late 2004, that's when I actually pulled the trigger. Uh, I cut my teeth as a rookie teacher in North Carolina, uh, Central North Carolina, be exact, Greensboro, High Point, Winston-Salem area. Uh, spent two years with Guilford County Schools, two years with Randolph County Schools, um, uh, English 9 and 10, e uh, ELA 9 and 10, and creative writing. Uh, was a full-time uh, uh, long-term uh, sub as well 
and uh, moved here in 09 um, and ended up going back into the newsroom for uh, for a couple of years as I was starting to get moved in and settled and situated. And then um, I want to say 2012, I uh, worked for the library system on contract for a year, uh, teaching uh, adult ESL for the call program uh, with the library system here. And then late 2014, ended up going back into the classroom uh, for uh, CCSD. So I worked for the district for about uh, for about four years, doing the mobile teacher thing, covering uh, um, uh, covering um, uh, medical leaves, FMLA, that type of thing. So not necessarily doing a whole lot of day to day stuff. Um, I taught for. Um, uh, did Western High School for about a year, Cowan Behavioral, um, Adult Ed. Uh, so I was just popping around all over, all over the district. And currently, I work for uh, Acceleration Academy, which is the newest uh, uh, partnership with uh, Educational Services Division of uh, CCSD to reach out and uh, grab those disenfranchised kids who are credit deficient, bring them back in under our program to help them get back on track and uh, get their high school diplomas. How um, is that going, by the way, working with them during the shutdown? Those it, it is, uh, well, it, our program, and again, we're a partnership with the district, so as such, we're not a private school, we're not a charter, we, we are in a true partnership with the district. Um, so our partnership is such where we're a year-round program, so last week being spring break, we would have worked anyway, and we were working. Uh, so our kids uh, are, um, uh, we do have two academies uh, locations, one on uh, Craig and Clayton in the north, and one on Lamb and Bonanza in the east. Um, they do 12 and 12. They're supposed to do 12 hours on-site in the academy per week, and then 12 hours off-site to get, keep them engaged as much as possible. and. Um, more than half of our kids right now are engaged. Our, our enrollment is about uh, 400, a little over 400 strong about both, uh, among both campuses. Um, so our kids are doing okay. They're, they're weathering, they're weathering the, with the storm. Uh, we reach out and uh, contact them at least two to four times a week uh, just to make sure that they're okay, they're doing what they're supposed to do. We can monitor, we can remote monitor their progress uh, around the clock. Uh, we're there to assist with questions, problems, concerns. So they know we're there and they know that we're checking up on them. So what made you decide to start the blog? I did a similar blog back in <clears throat> 2007, 2008 <clears throat> in North Carolina. And then it was actually it was called Guilford School Watch because uh, I lived and worked in Guilford County, North Carolina. So all, almost very similar. That blog was, um, it, it, was a, it was a spearhead uh, of a uh, school board campaign that I did in 2008. Uh, unfortunately, a failed school board attempt. Uh, I came in fifth in a five-way primary, uh, but picked up about, 7,000, 8,000 votes. Uh, so I was happy with that. That was my first and probably my last attempt at politics. Um, but that being said, um, 
social media then in the late 2000s looked totally different than what social media looks like today. So a lot of things have advanced between then and now. Um, but uh, it was, uh, that blog was, it, it covered pretty much the same things. What, what was going on in our local school system, what was going on with our local school board, uh, important things coming out of Raleigh, the state capital, um, national trends, that's, that's, that sort of thing. Uh, our school system there was dramatically smaller. Um, so obviously less drama <laughs> than uh, CCSD. But that being said, uh, um, my uh, Clark County School Watch is kind of developed on what I used to do for Guilford School Watch. And it was just kind of an idea that I had in the back of my head, the back of my head. And then after I hung it up from the classroom in late in about mid 2008, um, uh, 2018, I said, I figured, well, this is, this is the time to actually sit down and do it. And it went from an idea to a hobby to an experiment to, gee, I need staff. Because um, the, the, the damn thing just exploded just quickly. And it, it, it almost, within, the, within those first couple of months, it was just, just constant, constant. Always, the, there was always something to write about. There was always something to cover. Now, I was going to say, do you think it's taken off because you're just unafraid to reach certain topics? Or what, what do you think was, what contributes to the success of the blog? Uh, word of mouth, number one, uh, the reach, the, the total reach. And, and that's, that's kind of why I'm, I'm, I'm itching to do a readership, uh, a reader survey. I've been putting that off for a little bit and, and obviously things have happened, but I'm, I'm ready to revisit that idea. Um, as far as readership, I, I, I obviously know teachers and administrators are primary readers, parents, community members, but there's that pass around rate, people who share the link, share the link, share the links. And I don't always know where those links are being shared, who, who, so who exactly is reading Clark County School Watch, so that's why I want to try to, to find out. So I know word of mouth is, is, is incredibly key. Every school I've gone into uh, thus far before Pandemic 101, um, I've always run into at least two or three people where I've introduced myself and say, oh, I read your stuff, I read your stuff. And it's heartfelt. These, these are people who I've never met, who I've never conversed with, who I've never interacted with, but yet they say they've read the blog or read, the, read a story, and that's heartfelt. That, that really, that, that's, that makes me feel good knowing that the work that I'm doing is having a positive effect, uh, having a positive effect somewhere. So uh, it, people, are, people are reading it. Uh, I can tell you, I can tell you the, the latest stats right now. Um, as of right now, I am, we're at 174,000 unique visitors and about 296,000 unique page views. And this is all since the very first blog post 
back in September of 2018. Uh, so again, people are uh, people are reading it, and it's a testament to the the kind of stories that uh, CCSW is covering. Now, has it, do you know if the central office has actually read it, or just more like teachers, parents? On I can tell you that the blog does have the eyes of uh, school board members, trustees. Uh, I'm aware that uh, some, cent some central office figures do read, uh, do read it regularly. Uh, I had some inf credible information that Dr. Hara is a regular reader. Um, and uh, it, the blog has been a, a critic off and on of, of his leadership. Um, you know, we, we, I've tried to praise him when things have gone right. Uh, I've tried to give constructive criticism when things have not gone right. Um, and, and, you know, so it's, it's, it's a blog that is unafraid to, to tell those stories. And, and, and in the same breath, I get a lot of emails, I get a lot of messages from people who want to tell their stories, but are afraid, but they're afraid to go on this, this, there's a pervasive culture of fear that operates and permeates within the district. And you, you even see those at, uh, at trustee meetings, at board meetings, they, they want to talk, but they are, they are patently afraid. So, um, one thing I did very early on at Clark County School Watch was that I'm willing to tell those stories. I'm willing to keep you anonymous. I'm willing to protect your anonymity. I'll bet, I'll, I'll bet who you are as best I can so that I know that, that, you know, you're legit, your story is legit, but I'll protect your, I'll protect your anonymity. And as such, um, we've been able to, we've been able to break stories that have, that have, spawned a discussion that have begun it that began important conversations uh valley-wide now what type of feedback are you getting is it mostly positive or have there's been times that you ran a story and people were like why did you post it the majority of stories ryan uh have been very uh feedback has been very positive there've only been a handful of times where where feedback has been where feedback has been negative um uh, when um i yesterday's piece on um former uh Booker Elementary School principal Marcus Mason uh i i most of the feedback there was positive a little bit was a little bit was uh uh, negative, but negative in the sense that um, a couple of people said, you know, that wasn't fair to him, that wasn't fair to his family. And let me say that that uh, I know Marcus Mason. I I I've had a chance to speak with him uh, a handful of times over the past few months. Um, I I you know, God bless him. He he's. Deep down, he's a good guy. I, I hope that he will. I hope that he will get the help he needs um, because uh, I I know that I know that deep down he loves kids. Otherwise, he would not have done, he would not have engaged in the work that we that he would have done up until this point if he doesn't if he didn't love uh, love kids. 
So I, I'm hopeful that he will seek out the help that uh, that he needs. But but for the most part, just kind of on a broader picture, feedback has been great. I'm always getting again. I'm always getting texts, emails. Hey, good job on this story. Good job on that piece. Um, and always getting suggestions. Hey, why don't you check out this piece? Why don't you check out that story? Here, come do a school spotlight on this school, and so on and so forth. So, so I'm 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 always getting texts, emails, messages, IMs. Uh, people can people can find me. They know where to find me. Um, so so it uh, again, it's heartfelt knowing that the work that Clark County School Watch is doing is affecting someone in a positive manner and then just to because you and I are Twitter friends we kind of see what's going on with trends on Twitter something that I've seen pop up recently is the discussion of splitting up the district given the digital divide inequities things like that where what is your personal stance on splitting up the district there are districts a lot larger than us who are who are making it, who are successful. LA Unified, Chicago Public Schools, New York City Public Schools, way larger than CCSD. A lot of it has to do with leadership. A lot of it has to do with how central office functions. So it's not necessarily a matter of size, it's a matter of leadership and resources. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna be. I'm just. I'm just gonna keep it real. I, I can't imagine North Las Vegas having control of just their schools, where the majority of schools in North Las Vegas are Title One. The majority of schools, especially in Upper North Las Vegas, where the home office of Clark County School Watch is. Um, I go into all these schools. I crisscross Upper North Las Vegas and and. First thing administrators tell me is, you know, we're the stepchild of the district. We don't have the resources. We don't have this. We don't have that. Um, you know, compared to, say, schools of similar size in Summerlin or schools of similar size in Henderson. So that's, that's equity. That's an issue of equity. That's a conversation about uh, equity. Uh, and it goes back to, you know, zip code should not define the success of your children. Zip code should not define the success of your schools. Um, I, I spent time doing yesterday's story on, on inequities when it comes to, to food. So if, uh, if families don't have equity in food in North Las Vegas, I cannot imagine how schools can be able to op operate with the number of resources that they have. And, and that's, partly, um, that's partly how Clark County School Watch came into play. We, uh, you know, the first, first, few, first few serious articles wanted to focus on some of those inequities in upper North Las Vegas area schools. And, and again, the, the thing just exploded. So um, it's not necessarily an issue of size. And I see where people are coming from. It's more of an issue of leadership and it starts at, it starts at the top. So there's, there needs to be a culture of, 
of leadership change. Um, and if it's not changed, then it's a, then it needs to be more of a focus in, in terms of how resources can get down from the top to all of our, all of our schools. So, uh, so you were talking about the run from politics and school board earlier. We know that you're hosting one of the first school board forums this week and next week. So do you want to tell us about it? I, I wanted to, I wanted to, um, let me back up a minute. Uh, uh, and I'll be honest, I, I, I thought seriously about throwing my name in for District B, uh, the seat that's going to be vacated by Chris Garvey. Uh, I live in District B. And after thinking about it, I, I said, you know, it, it's not my time. It's not my time yet. And I, and I, I felt as though uh, I had more of an influence doing, continuing to do Clark County School Watch than actually, than actually running. Uh, so that being said, uh, my, thought, my thought process to, was to either host or co-host uh, either one of the forums or, or maybe multiple forums uh, because I was developing relationships with many of the, uh, many of the candidates who did file and who are running. Uh, and now that we're in this global pandemic where everything is virtual, uh, I thought this was the appropriate time to, okay, we're going to give this a shot. I want to host some forums. I want to bring some folks in. We want to have a conversation. Um, I threw it out there and had a lot of good feedback. A lot of good, uh, a, a lot of people wanted, to, people meaning candidates, wanted to participate. So I did put, a, uh, put together a forum. First coming, uh, first forum is this coming Friday at 7. And it'll be, uh, it will be uh, candidates from District A. Uh, this coming Saturday at 7, also at 7 o'clock in the evening, will be candidates from District C. And then we'll follow that up with uh, next Friday and Saturday evening, respectively, also at 7 o'clock with, uh, with District B and District E, uh, respectively. A lot of RSVPs, there are some candidates who, who are, I'm still waiting to hear back to get their uh, RSVPs, but there'll be, there'll be good participation. Uh, we're planning on about maybe an hour, hour and a half at the most. Uh, I will, uh, it will be simulcast on, um, on uh, the Clark County School Watch Facebook page, so it will be, uh, it will be carried live. I am throwing it out for folks to send in their questions. Uh, because I do have a list of questions, but I would also like to tap into some questions that people would like to send in and, and so just kind of mix and match uh, a little bit. Uh, I will also say this, uh, Clark County School Watch is not making any endorsements. Uh, so in lieu of making endorsements, uh, I, I'm trying to provide as, uh, I, I want to be a catalyst for providing as much information about the candidates as possible and let the voters make the decision. All right, so before we go, because the time on Zoom is almost running out, we always like to end with our three-question finale or our elevation station, if you will. So the first question is, what is your dream school? If you can build your own school, your own perfect school, what would it be? Uh, 
it would be it would be an institution where teachers have control, where teachers have power, um, where administrators are there to administer, but at the end of the day, the teachers have control. The teachers are the professional in the classroom. And in the ideal world, that's really how it should be. Um, the, uh, the, the, the teacher is the professional in the room and they should have the sole authority to make decisions as to what goes on in their room, what goes on with their kids, because they know their kids and it's all about relationships. Uh, Maslow's before Bloom's. Uh, I'm a full believer in that. Uh, so my dream school would be where teachers have control, where uh, specialists have as much pull and rank as, as teachers, where art and music and sports thrive, and where, where kids are, per, are put first among all else. All right, our next question for Elevation Station is, what is the most annoying education buzzword for you? Uh, I think the term thinking, thinking outside of the box is, is, uh, it, it, it gets to be, it gets to be annoying. Uh, I, I think we need to, and, and a lot of, a lot, it, it's used so much. It's used quite frequently. How do we get beyond thinking out, thinking outside of the box? Uh, you know what is the box? What is what is what does the box look like, and and what does outside of the box look like? So I, I think we can come up with something different to to uh, you know whether it be whether it be engagement, whether it be relationships, uh, something along something along those lines. All right. So the third and final question: real or fake? What teacher has had the biggest influence on you? I often like to tell the story of my <clears throat> my senior year social studies teacher, uh, you know, God rest his soul, um, passed away a few years ago of cancer. Um, my old social studies teacher back in Chicago, his name is Mr. Guts Willer. And after I did a presentation for class one day, he took me aside and told me, you would make a good teacher. And that really didn't affect me at first. <clears throat> I, I actually kind of, I actually kind of laughed a little bit because, uh, not gonna lie, I was, I was not an extrovert in growing up. I, w I was always kind of, you know, the shy, quiet kid, kept to myself, stayed out of trouble. Um, so his words didn't really resonate until 2004 when I made that transition into the classroom and again, cut my teeth as a rookie teacher then. And my assistant principal at the time that I worked for said, you have what it takes to be a real good teacher. And even her words just still kind of resonate with me to, to the very day. So uh, I, I, I thank, I thank Mr. Guts Willer. I thank, uh, uh, Dr. Lori Bolds, that AP I just re referenced, uh, who now has, who now runs an elementary school in uh, Atlanta, 
for believing in me and, and giving me that sense of, of, of purpose and leadership to go out and work with kids. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad that we have you advocating for education, not just in Clark County, you do it for the whole state. We appreciate you. Yes, you've done a lot of service for a lot of people here in town, Eric, and in the state of the South. I appreciate that. I appreciate the good words. I appreciate uh, all of the positive feedback from everyone. It, uh, it's heartfelt. You know, Clark County School Watch is nonprofit. I have not taken in a dime from anyone. Um, this is something I do out of my spare time because these are the these are the stories that need to be told, and and there's there's there is um, the the work that the RJ does, the work that the Las Vegas Sun does, the work that in uh, KNPR and and all of the other media organizations do. There is value in what they do, uh, but to really tell the the stories, the the human stories, the human element of CCSDers, be it teachers, administrators students, uh, parents, folks who are very much in, uh, interconnected with the schools. Those are the stories that need to be told. And uh, I'm, I'm very much, uh, I, I very much am happy to tell those uh, stories. So uh, I appreciate the kind words and, uh, and uh, thank you again. All right, so for anyone that does not know where you are, where, they, where can they find you on Twitter? Um, Twitter handle is at Vegas underscore CCSW. Um, the uh, website is ClarkCountySchoolWatch.wordpress.com. Um, and at my, uh, at the main uh, blog website, you can find links to my Twitter, links to the uh, Instagram page, as well as links to the uh, Clark County School Watch Facebook. Uh, Facebook page as well. All right, so you guys heard it. Tune into the forums, stay educated, and follow Eric. Mm. Thank <laughs> you again for the invitation. I appreciate it. Thank of you so course. much. Bye.